You're listening to the 12 Days of Crusade Miss 2023, brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. Seven Roms Roming. Hello and welcome to the seventh day of the 12 Days of Crusade Miss for 2023, brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusade Miss is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each of the 12 Days of Crusade Miss will bring you a hidden gem of a comic book series brought to you either by one of our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests till we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for the seventh day of Crusade, Miss Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. The Christmas Probe. And of course, I have a Christmas joke that I brought for everybody. Since Delvin loves my jokes the most, I'll address Delvin. Delvin, what do snowmen call their offspring? I don't know, Jared. What do snowmen call their offspring? Same as us, children. Who children? Yep. Merry Christmas! That, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> that definitely left me cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here are the three silk top hat wearing that they found on the ground. Co-hosts <laughs> podcasting with me. Usually, most of the time, we call ourselves the Core Four, the LBC crew. We will start by introducing, you know what? I'm just going to do it as people appear on my screen. So this time we're going to start with Delvin, the Christmas web. Welcome to day seven of Crusade, Miss Delvin. Thank you for having me, Jared. Merry Christmas to you also. And uh, I'm just going to say, I think you guys know me as a pretty reasonable human being and everything pretty level head. And I'm just going to say, we, we only have a few days left and I haven't seen nor heard from Mary Jane, and it's it's starting to kind of cheese me off just a little bit. Like it's like, is is it really Crusadus without at least one appearance from from Mary Jane? He's trying to rev me up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe she's saving it for Christmas Day, or maybe we'll all be on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries soon, Delvin. It's hard to say which one's which. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm just saying we just we got a few days left, and I just. Yeah, it's Christmas, and I don't want my anger to like growing like this. I almost like it. I almost like it, Jared. So, you know, just... <laughs> well, with that, I will pass it to my brother from my actual mother. It is Jason, the Christmas Weasel Albrecht. Welcome back, Jason. Thank you, Jared. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, all. Been a great Christmas season. I decided to throw my hat in the ring with this joke competition thing. So I've got a joke tonight. Here we go. Here it is. How is Christmas like your job? <laughs> I, I only know this one because I was looking up Christmas jokes before the show. So <laughs> we'll see if Pat knows this one. How is Christmas like your job? I I don't know. It blows. Snow blows. <laughs> Snow blows. Snow blows. Jason, that's kind of better than what you've got coming. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the Mary Jane version. Of the joke, I think. No, no. My answer is you do all the work. And some fat guy in a suit gets all the credit. 
Jason Alvin, Christmas Weasel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it snow blows. <laughs> More of that if Mary Jane doesn't show up. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're going to get letters asking for Mary Jane. <laughs> All right. I think we got to take it to the founder of the network, the creator of Crusade, Miss Pat Sampson, mm-hmm. DJ Cristados Kringle. Welcome mm-hmm. back, Pat. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas, Jared. Merry Christmas to everybody. I did have Mary Jane running to the store since I had my silk top hat. Uh, Mary Jane was running to the pipe store for me. So maybe she'll come back. We'll, we'll see. But I, I want to throw my hat in this joke ring, too. And so since I know Jason likes my jokes, I'm going to do this one to Jason. Since it is, you know, the seventh day, seven swans are swimming. Jason, why did the swan join a swim team? I don't know, Pat. I give up. To improve his strokes. Yep. I'm a winner. So again. I'm, declare, I'm declaring myself the winner because I have not entered this competition. I win by default. The two yes, greatest Melvin. words in the English yes. language. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever done this in the program before, but listeners out there, you might want to switch to the Fire and Water podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, that was just terrible. <laughs> you guys are getting oh, going back. Children seem really good at this point. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, <laughs> remember how I mentioned we had podcast celebrity guests? Well, joining us around the fireplace is the keeper of all ROM knowledge and the host of Fave Five from Fans podcast, which I will say right. I think I got, he gave me a thumbs up. I think I finally said it right. It is our good friend that we got to meet in person last week, which was somehow in June, even though it's December. Don't ask questions. It's Jamie Ray. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really happy to be here with you. Ho, 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 ho's. Okay. Does that count? (laughs) Sure. We'll take it. (laughs) I'm so excited to be sitting here. And again, just got to meet you guys five to six months ago or this past weekend either one whichever it's going to be <laughs> thanks so much for having me on the show i do have to start off by saying i'm one of the purveyors of knowledge my buddy lee seats is another one sites i don't know i never know how to pronounce it and he has uh helped me over the years learn all of this useless information that i have stored in this bald head Sounds like a good dude. He's never paid me to draw ROM for him, so he can suck it. But, you know, you're yeah. awesome, Jamie Ray. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm just, if you're listening out there, Lee, I'm, I'm just kidding. There's a joke to make Jamie laugh. I'm sure you're great. I wonder if I met him. Have I ever met him? Have you guys hung out? Were you at Life yeah, we've, yet? We've actually, unlike the four ROM pals I got to meet this weekend, I've never met Lee. And oh, okay. he actually lives just like in Alabama. So uh, there's soon we're going to have a meeting. Oh, he, he's in my neighborhood there. That's where I live. All right. I think the big question on everyone's mind, with the exception of what does Santa say when he's walking backwards, which is, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's your bonus oh. joke. <laughs> that, was, that was better. That was better. You're warming up. We're on an incline. <laughs> yep. Good one, Jared. Good one. Yeah, the numbers are coming in. Yeah, but the bar's been pretty low so far, guys. So, I mean. <laughs> it's been on the ground. <laughs> Anyways, we got to know. I see you got tucked up under your arm there. You got a stocking, and in that stocking is some sort of a gift wrap item. What what you got going on there? Well, I have decided to to bring unto you. 
Rom the Space Knight. Specifically, and I'm going to catch a lot of grief for this from, from all the Rom pals out there, but I am bringing you issue 49. Most people will say it's not the typical Rom issue. I'm a big horror fan. And so this issue, when we talk about it, you'll see some of those elements in it, but it's also a pivotal issue in his life and in the story. That's what I'm, when I'm, I'm all excited. It's got a cover by Al Milgram. Story, of course, is by Bill Mantlo, who is the creator of Rocket Raccoon. Pencils by Sal Busima. Uh, inks by Ian Aiken and Brian Garvey. And edited by Ralph, not the Karate Kid Machio, with Jim Shooter being the editor-in-chief. Some of the main reasons I love this book are, well, Ram is basically, he is just an old-school good guy Boy Scout, a true knight in shining armor. He's been fighting the good fight for about 200 years at this point. And he's giving it his all every time. It's a classic story of a man going off to war, knowing he may never make it back. He answers the call no matter the cost. His actual very essence has been grafted into this space knight armor that he can use to fly through the vastness of space. His humanity is stored back on his home planet, Galador, which hopefully one day he'll be able to reclaim and live again as a man. Basically, what happened is Hasbro came to Marvel and said, hey, we have this toy. His name is Rom, and he comes from this place. Make us a comic book for it. And they threw a lot of money at him. Bill Mantelow took the toy, came up with some creative selling points, and it lasted for 75 issues, four annuals, several guest appearances. It outlived the toy by years. The toy came out Christmas of um, 1979. As a matter of fact, it was on Time Magazine's cover as the thinking toys, along with anybody old enough to remember the wizard. He was right there. The typical series was like about a two-issue arc where Rom is thought to be a bad robot. Heroes attack him. Next issue, they learn that Rom is really a good guy, and they help him to defeat his enemies, the Dire Wraiths. So, have you guys ever read any of the Rom Space Knight comics before? Pat, how about you? Well, Jamie, I'm glad you asked. I have not read any Rom comics lately, or, or I don't think I have read any Rom comics I do have a bunch of them that uh, I acquired from a yard sale artist person. Uh, I haven't got to read them yet, so I was excited to finally find out what this ROM guy is all about. Awesome. Can't wait to hear what you think about it. Delvin, my friend, what about you? I've never read ROM before, but as we'll get into in the discussion, it, it, I have been in the orbit. <laughs> I've been in the orbit of ROM, just, but somehow never landed on the planet. And I've got to assume that the star of your orbit is Jared. But Jared, what's your love for rom-comics? I have quite a bit of love for rom-comics, and it's pretty much your fault. I reached a point in my life where I was really interested, and I'm still in that point. I was really interested in going back and not forward. Like, I wanted to kind of stop my comic collecting, my active comic collecting, and just go backwards in time and start reading all the things that I'd missed. And kind of linking up with you on social media and seeing you at cons and stuff. You really ignited this. I was like, I've never read ROM before. So uh, I was at uh, second and Charles, my local second and Charles, and they had a buy five, get five free. And they had a whole box of ROM with a huge run of it. And I think they were priced at, I want to say like four bucks each. So when you buy five and get five, they're two bucks each. And I bought a huge, huge run to include this, I don't know if this is a crusade was first or not. It might be for me, too. I have read this issue. So uh, this is an interesting one for me. But long-winded way of saying, yes, I'm familiar with ROM. 
and it is your fault. <laughs> Lastly, Jason, how about you, sir? You read any? No, I've avoided the rom-coms, generally speaking. <laughs> but uh, hey, everybody! Oh no! Oh, don't! Hey, did y'all miss me? I took a little vacation, but we we got a problem here. It, it's almost Christmas time. I don't see a tree. I don't see decorations. Pat's not in a cast from falling off the roof this year. Stuff is not getting done. Do I need to take charge of this again? Jamie, just hang on a second. Again? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. All right. I'm, I see you boys are on your playtime. Uh, uh, Jared, looking looking good over there. Looking trim. Uh, uh, dark web. You got a little too much salt in that pepper beard there a little bit. You probably need to dress that up. Pat, Pat. Yes, yes, Mary Jane. Th- did you get, get my you, pipe? I'm going to get you some just for men, just for Christmas, for a stocking stuff. You Thank know, you. the carpet isn't matching the drapes, if you know what I'm saying. I Unfortunately, I do. All right. All right. So we got Jared. We got Delvin. We got Jason. We got Pat. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's one more person in here. What's your name, sir? Hey, What's your name? It's uh, it's JB, but you can call me. What was it before you changed it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out. We got work to do, boys. We got work to do. Sorry about that, Jamie. <laughs> it's it's, it's the Crusaders now. It's the Crusaders. I feel better. Jamie, no, uh, I'm not. She was, she was hot. I, I just, I gotta <laughs> say, you know, I just. That Mary Jane's a looker. She is a yeah, looker. She, she is, is a, a hot mess. Mm, hot mess, mm, but mm. we love her. We love her. <laughs> but no, Jamie, I haven't read Rumble. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know how I'm going to follow that up, but maybe I'll do it with a quick summary of issue 49. So basically, we've gotten the dire rates, which are sorceress shape-shifting creatures from the Wraith world, which is in the Dark Nebula. And they have basically been getting their butts handed to them by Rom, the greatest in Space Knights. So they converge on the outskirts of Clarendon, West Virginia, which is Rom's adopted home, to have their revenge. As they sneak in at a cover of night, they begin to use their long, drill-like tongues, sucking out the brains of their victims, allowing them to gain their memories to take their shapes, and they begin replacing the town folk. Eventually, they kill and replace Steve Jackson and Brandy Clark's parents. She was one of the first humans, the very first human to meet Rom in issue one, and she has since become a space knight in issue 40. As the morning comes, Rom and Starshine, weary from their battles with both the science and the sorcery dire wraiths, Starshine is trying to bring Rom around, uh, who's been just he's down he's lost his love for what he's doing she's very upbeat and she's in love i mean she gave up her humanity to be a space knight with him rom i love you even if you've ceased to love myself mary jane probably should have done that line they transport (laughs) via starshine's powers and are greeted by brock jones uh, aka the torpedo Uh, they head to brandy's house and rom notices her parents are acting a little aloof but before he can bring out one of his three accessories, his energy analyzer, Brandy stops him, telling him he needs to have faith. And Steve, who of course is already a bad guy, is stoking the fire. Later on, as Starshine explains her new powers to her quote-unquote parents and to others, her living light casts shadows and Rom sees that they are in fact wraiths. 
Before he can act, they cast a spell and transport them dimensions away. Rom tries to comfort Brandy after explaining that her parents are not only replaced, but are in fact dead. She breaks down just as the shadowy figures begin closing in on them. Back in Claritin, the Dire Wraiths celebrate their victory and plot their imminent conquest of Earth. And then, like every good comic, it has an epilogue. Outside the town, a spacecraft lands and shadowy figures emerge. Hunters training their instruments on Claritin lock in the life force of their prey. That's right. Next month, don't miss the double size, double excitement. Don't miss the extraterrestrials. Spoiler alert, they're skulls. They have that look about them. As well, I was guessing. <laughs> so there's a long history where actually you will find out that the scrolls created the dire wraiths many, many, many years ago as an experiment. And like I said earlier, there is a group that uses science and there is a group that uses sorcery. So again, this is, this is not one of the regular issues, but it changes a lot about ROM going forward from here. And uh, again, it wipes out you know, so many characters that we've come to know and uh, it starts him on a path and Brandy on a path that eventually leads to a lot of heartache. What did you guys think of the issue? Let's start back with Pat. I didn't know what to really expect in this ROM. I thought maybe he was just a robot. I didn't know he had unlike a human personal side to him. And so I found that very fascinating along with that he had another partner now. So I think having this story kind of gave some good background about how they got here and what this town really meant to Rom and to Brandy, who's a fine girl and what a fine girl she would be. Obviously, she was fine enough to become this, you know, Rom's partner on this quest here. But Definitely. the Dire Wraith, where else are they from? I just, the name sounds so familiar or I've seen them or heard them in other areas or Maybe I'm well, mixing Bill specifically my... created them for this series. So, uh, again, later on, it goes into things where you find out when the scrolls show up that they're basically trying to clean up the mess that they made. And so you may have seen them in uh, an X-Men comic. Dire Wraiths show up and uh, they're in okay. uh, Forge's headquarters. And it's a time when Storm has lost her powers. And there's a famous scene where Rogue uh, touches one of them. And it kind of overwhelms her. Mm, Interestingly okay. enough, Rogue and the uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants showed up in very early uh, issues, 17 and, and 18 maybe. And it's one of the first times where Rogue has pretty much deciding that she's not the villain and she wants to be a hero. And they help to, to free Rom from my favorite uh, villain. His name's Hybrid. But that may be where you're thinking of. They've also shown up in New Warriors and... Oh, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, if we're ready, Delvin, what about you? What did you think? Stories by Bill Mantlo, art by Sal Buscema, inks by Aiken and Garvey, letters Janice Chang, colors Ben Sean, editor Ralph Macchio. This is almost Transformers. Almost. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, you know, I don't know if you can spell ROM or Transformers without ROM or not. But yeah, I, there's probably you can't. I don't know. I, I don't feel like doing doing the math there. This is not action film face off, but it's close. And, and I saw I saw that, and that was interesting. And it draws an interesting parallel as well to the Transformers. Pat might want to listen up, or maybe not want to listen up. But it looks like all S hits the fan in issue fifty, much like Transformers does. 
And Transformers was scheduled to end at issue 75, but I guess the editors kind of gave it a little wink and a nod and pushed it out to issue 80. So it's just a few interesting parallels. But about the story itself, it's hang interesting. On, hang I, on, Devin. Hang on. Transformers. That's what happens mm. if you take Rom out of it. Transformers. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that value add. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! So, it was an interesting story. I knew nothing about Rom. Literally nothing other than Robot. I did not know there was a human inside the robot who basically uh, took on the armor of the Space Knight that he can never take off to fight this never-ending war. So that was very, very interesting. And I didn't know that there's some such a character as Starshine. Did not know that was a thing either. So that was interesting as well. And yeah, really dark story. You know, they came to uh, the town of Claritin and basically took over the town in, in that deadly, disgusting, dire rapes way. And, and, and it was real dark, but it, it was interesting. It, it was, I didn't know that and they kept Rom in the main Marvel universe too. That's unlike the Transformers. So very, very interesting. It was also interesting to see Torpedo, who I know as Turbo. And uh, Jared was introduced to Turbo in issue 28 of uh, New Warriors on our podcast, Come Out to Play. So just a lot of worlds colliding. I was intrigued. And we got to talk a little bit about the New Warriors because it's interesting that we find out later on that Turbo brock johnson who was i think the third turbo at that point he was like a con man and and you know he turned good Uh, we find out at the end of uh new warriors that that's actually a dire wraith battle suit and they get a dire wraith uh, in the new warriors i can't remember its name but they put it on and man talk about some damage you're, you're, you're giving away so much to, to our, oh. our young, our young impressionable Jared, who has not read these comic books yet. Spo- I did say spoiler alert at some point. <laughs> this comic put out in 1979. But, you know, that's my bad. I should be a little more uh, uh, transparent about it. All's forgiven, Jamie. You're good. <laughs> well, speaking of, Jared, now that I've ruined it for you, what did you think of Rom? <laughs> oh. I like this issue, Ram, and it's been a while, maybe a couple years, maybe two, three years since I read it. Like I said, I was going through it. I was like, wait a minute, I, I had this one. I read this one. And again, that might be a crusade miss first for me that I actually read what the, what the guest brought. But I definitely did have a couple of thoughts. One, I think it's fascinating. You brought it up, the, the history of it, that it was, you know, Hasbro saying, hey, you know, make this toy. And issue one came out in like 79, which exactly. means it. Which means it predates G.I. Joe from the Hasbro uh, toy to comic success that would later also bleed over into Transformers. So, like, Hasbro is like three for three now for really solid series. And and while I'm talking about that, I also want to give a plug for another series that I read for another kind of forgotten 80s toy called Sectars, uh, Insect-Based Heroes. And Bill Mantlo wrote that, too. And it's actually pretty good i kind of like it i mean your mileage may vary remember how i said i've been going back to read the things i didn't read before these toy books masters of the universe sectars gi joe rom transformers what's that other yeah, one I, br- I brought one to chris Abus that i can't remember the name of which actually was a comic and then a toy chris star thank you chris star yeah Crystal Crystal warrior. warrior like th- yeah. these are like i i'm like just amazed that they put the level of talent that they did on it. Cause you know, it was one of those things where, you know, Hasbro comes and you go, they make comic and they're like, yeah, 
you know, let's see if uh, the janitor and the lunch lady can whip something out for you in the next couple of months, you know. But no, I mean, they took it seriously. And as we've read in this particular issue, and I don't, I you said people raise eyebrows at you for this one, Jamie. I think this is a really cool issue to, to pick because it plays up the horror element. It's an absolute setup issue. And it really is a good snapshot of how seriously Matlow took this. He's writing serious sci-fi here with heavy consequences and burdened characters. And I just think that's fascinating. Now, the one the one thing that I find amusingly fascinating is you've got these dire wraiths, you know, from 200 years ago. And I think they tried to take Rom's planet and they, the Rom, you know, th- that race of people kicked their butts and they like had to go some find someplace else to take them. They're like, Earth. And they went with Claritin, Virginia. Yeah, boy. <laughs> it's like the Y'all small welcome. town. Everybody knows everybody. It's you like such like Virginia. West Virginia. West. I'm sorry, West Virginia. <laughs> what an odd starting point. Man. They didn't. They were like, we're going to Chicago or New York or Paris. Oh, no, and they were no, like no, no. Claritin, West Virginia. Almost. Well, they heard there was good barbecue. Virginia. <laughs> I, I think they did it because it's just a breath of fresh air there. Life Claritin. is older, older than the trees. <laughs> My goodness. So. You know, you make a very good point about Hasbro, but the interesting thing about Rom, not to, uh, obviously I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little biased, is that like the G.I. Joe and the Transformers, they came to Marvel and said, here's all these characters, here's all of this story, background, all of this stuff. Mm, make vehicles, us a comic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But with, with Rom, they basically said, look, here's the toy and the toy sucks and <laughs> it has three things and the toy breathes loud and it has a zapper sound and they took this crappy toy and turned it into this so many guest stars came over one thing that a lot of people don't know is that the cover for rom one was originally drawn by sal and they didn't like the perspective and it was getting really close to getting published so they grabbed this cub illustrator from the bullpen some little guy named Frank Miller and had him draw the cover. And that's the one that they went with. And he's uncredited in the comic and on several sites, but Jim shooter himself has come up and said, yes, Frank did that when before, you know, daredevil before dark Knight, all of that stuff, Frank Miller was drawn wrong. Very cool. Okay. So last, I guess we've got Jason. What did you think about issue 49? Well, like I said, I'd never read a ROM comic. I'm old enough to remember when the toy came out. My friend Greg Ringler had the toy. Like you said, I thought the toy kind of sucked. And then so when I saw the comic on the rack, I could only get like maybe two comics. So ROM didn't make the cut. So I wasn't sure what to expect. I know. Well, I know what I had in mind. I kind of figured big space battles, epic laser blasts and everything else. And what I got when I opened it up was a really compelling horror story that reminded me a lot of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm -hmm. And the moment I opened that comic to that interior page, that two-page spread of the dire race forming and about to move into that little town in West Virginia, keeping it clear and clear. (laughs) That's funny, Jason. (laughs) Thank you. Good one, Jason. Good one. And I knew I was in for something different. The other thing that really 
struck out to me was the art. Man, Sambasima's interior art was great. Incredible. I mean, it was creepy. It really set the vibe. And Ron wasn't even making an appearance there for a while as these diorites are just moving in and taking over bodies. Which brings me to my final point, which really struck me, was having never read these comics before, I was terribly interested in the complexity of the backstory of Brandy and Brandy's parents. And so I was struck was as they were taken over by these dire race, having never met them or read anything about them. I could tell that they had a rich tapestry within the story. So it was totally unexpected what I got, but very welcome. Well, good. I'm glad. Sal was very good. And there are several, what you would call horror centric issues throughout the run. One of the earliest being where they take on this haunted house that later on, it's like a living embodiment of a house and Dr. Strange faces it in its own comic and stuff. They have this one. They have another one where they infect uh, a whole lake uh, where the alpha flight comes and they're, they've turned all of the fish and all of the, the all of these things into just monsters. And at the same time, he could draw some very amazing, very heroic, dramatic scenes as well. He did the vast majority. I want to say it was up until probably the late 50s, maybe the early 60s before it turned over. And oddly enough, Steve Ditko picked up the reins for a while. That made for some cool space battle scenes and some stuff like that. So those are a little bit later on in the series. And spoiler alert, Rom wasn't the first name. They originally, when they got the patent, they called it COBOL. Now it's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusade Mist candy cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being not interested at all, which means you have very bad taste, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues? Pat, let's start off with you. Well, Jamie, I think you brought a decent comic. And when I mean decent, I mean you brought a good one for a, a first-time reader to read. It made me interested. I started to read it. And I'm like, wait, there's something different about this ROM guy. You know, it almost made my eyes light up. Probably red because I was so interested <laughs> in it. Are you um, sitting on a 9-volt battery? <laughs> Usually. <laughs> what I do personally in my life, Jamie, it doesn't really have to talk about it here on the podcast. But anyway, speaking about a nine volt battery, I'm actually going to be at a 10 on this. I found it interesting. Again, a very good comic to bring to Crusademus. I'm going to find out which ones I have. And, you know, next Heroes Con, I'm going to be some bin diming for some ROMs. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad. And Mr. Delvin. How would you rate it on a scale of one candy cane to 12 candy canes? I obviously one because you said poor taste. I mean, l- look at my friends. What's a good I got Jamie to laugh. Look, look at me. Big winner. Big winner for Crusaders. All right. I'm at a nine. I feel like I have to like it. Even like, and, and that it's an honest nine. I, I meant it as a nine and that I do like it. It touches too many other comic books that I, I adore. Like I podcast about Transformers and like three quarters of this creative team has been on Transformers before. So, I mean, that's a plus. 
And then it touches on New Warriors as well. And as Jared's going to find out, like the Dire Wraiths play a enormous part in the latter New Warriors history. So like, I'm, I, it, it made me smile to learn a little bit about Rom. I'm actually surprised Rom didn't appear more in the New Warriors because Lord, no, copyright stuff. That had to be the only reason. That's the only way. That it did. Yeah, because like, I mean, you, you may as well had it with everything that's going to be introduced into New Warriors. So yeah, I have been in the Rom solar system for quite some time. So like, if... Pat bought the books, or if I saw the books, then like I would read them and give them to Pat, or I would read them from Pat when he bought them. So I'm I'm interested in, in learning more about uh, the Romverse. Welcome, welcome, come to the flock, Jared. Gosh, I don't know what you're gonna say, but what do you give it on a scale of one to twelve candy canes? Nobody knows what I'm gonna say. I'm in a mystery wrapped in a riddle, surrounded by an enigma. Well, the Talk answer to, the to conundrum. Your, <laughs> the answer to your candy cane question and i will preface it by saying i think this is just a fantastic issue that you've brought with us i love the fact that it is bridging it is it's i see this mental bridge like a literal bridge from my world of rating to delvin's because i'm very familiar with this and it's leading right to something he's very familiar and they connect so strongly and i think that's that's half the fun of comic books when the little connection quick (laughs) gets made so i'm definitely feeling that you know if you'd asked me as a kid Rom, like Jason saw it on the spinner rack, didn't have the money for it. Rom comes, so I said, um, maybe six out of 12 candy canes. And then when I picked them up at the second and Charles on that sale and I started reading them, I was like, these are pretty good. They can get a little wordy. Fair warning, everybody. Mantla's got a little Claremont in them. And I would say, okay, I'll probably bump all that way up to a nine. And then so I was thinking nine candy canes, but then you mentioned the Romnibus. And I'm like, given the fact that I'm so very, very seriously considering ordering that, <laughs> I. I, I have to say that it's at least an 11. I'm going 11 out of 12 candy canes because I'm 99% sure I'm going to buy that Romney bus. And that tells me wow. pretty much all I need to know. You know, to give it a 12 for me, as most of our listeners know, that means I'm going to run out. I'm going to find the issues. I'm going to buy them all. I'm going to have them hardbound by Tim Vincent at Omaha bound. That's a 12. This is really close to that. So I'm giving it 11. And I think Jason's the only one we need to hear about. I think it, he ate his box of candy canes. Right. His fingers are sticky. <laughs> <laughs> the wrapper is stuck to his shirt. <laughs> Uh, over to you, Jason. Yeah, yeah, I got to get my scorecard score out here. <laughs> Stuck to his fingers. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Humor, one. This was darker than I thought. Not a lot of humor in this. Heart, three. Like I said, one issue, and I felt like I knew the folks in this town. Obviously, a rich backstory between Rom and Starshine. So, three for me there. Spectacle, giving it a two. I kind of wanted the laser guns, man. I'm pretty sure the toy came with the big gat. I wanted to see how Rom carried his nine, man. I wanted to gat, gat, you know. Yeah, I want to see him blast some dire race. But other than that, the spectacle was really good. More horror than the sci-fi like we talked about, but very, very good. And art three all the way. Like I said, when I opened that very first page, I was like, holy cow. This is not what I expected. But I like it. So, doing the math, uh, Laurel says that's nine. And because of your enthusiasm for ROM, wearing the ROM Space Knight t shirt onto the podcast here, I'm going to give it another bonus one and lock it up with 10 candy kittens. Nice. Two cool guys at 10. <laughs> yeah. I love it. 
Wow, so I did good. You like me. You really, really like me. <laughs> well, we like Rom. Rom, I mean. Rom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've gotten you all into the cult, I mean the group, uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and tell us about what you read and what you like. What's the best way to do that? Is it like hashtag Rom Pals or do you look for a group? Like, how's you that could work? do on Twitter, you can do at the Rom Pals. And go. it'll take you right to it. You can also do a hashtag for Rom Pals and you can find it there. And if you really love it, you can get on Facebook and there's several groups there. Chris Rao being one of the members where he's always, uh, you know, sharing some great stuff. IDW took a run at Rom for a little while, but again, they had Rom and they didn't have all of the stuff that Marvel created. So. It was a valiant oh. attempt, and it's a fun read, but you don't get the whole history. I see. Well, thanks for that, man. You've brought, again, I promised at the top of the show, a lot of ROM knowledge. And, folks, that's going to wrap up Day 7 of the 12 Days of Crusade. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or maybe you give a recommendation to try. Maybe this makes you go pick up a ROM, and we want to know what you think about it. And there's a lot of different ways you can tell us how you think about it. The easiest ones are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We are all those are at Longbox Crusade. Or you can send an email, contact at longboxcrusade.com and let us know your thoughts there. And of course, as always, we have our phone line. You can leave a voicemail at 707-532-5269 to 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone, baby. Hot. And if you are loving this whole Crusademus thing, didn't get a chance to listen last year, or you just want to hear more Crusademus, you scroll far enough back into our feed, you'll find all the episodes of Crusademus Past. We did it in 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018, and even the OG 2017, where we still laugh this day about how particularly salty Jason was about the shield. <laughs> if it didn't suck, I wouldn't have given it a basketball. <laughs> Pick it up from there, Jamie. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show and have a romantastic Christmas. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is under the tree here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Thanks for having me, fellas. Until next time, DJ Christatos. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> Play me some Christmas jam! Wickedy, 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 wah!
All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Have you guys ever read any comics before about Rom, well, the Space Knight? <laughs> hey, I'll give you another take. I started laughing when you asked us if we had read comics before. <laughs> I'll shut up let you read that one more time. And then just go down the list there. Okay. You're going to be last, Jared. I, I'm Pat. third on the list. <laughs> I'm third on the list. Nope. <laughs> I, I know, forgot to talk but... about my crocheted ROM. It looked like it was pipe cleaners for a minute. I was like, can you make a ROM out of pipe cleaners? He looks more more buff than the toy. (laughs) It's like as big as the toy and it's made of crochet. It's more articulate than the toy, too, it looks like. Pat, if you ever needed an outtake, there you go. (laughs) 